everybody, and welcome back to Sapphic Survival Guide, where we are queer to answer your questions. I'm Sev. I'm Gina. And I'm Cheyenne. Class is now in session. Today, we're talking about bisexuality. I'm excited. I'm excited about this one because I'm bisexual. Because you? (laughs) (laughs) Because it's me. Yeah, you're the only practicing bisexual here. I'm the only (laughs) practicing bisexual in the group. So I know I have such a duality of like love hate relationship with my bisexuality because I don't, I don't know. I don't know how to explain it. I feel like there's um, a part of me who like loves that. Like, Oh my God, I just love anybody. But then also I'm like, men get the fuck away from me. And then every once in a while, there's one where I'm like, no, you can stay. And so I don't know. I always, I feel like I have my, my bisexuality comes with like an asterisk. Yeah. And I feel when like I, I have find Gina, it's, it's Gina is bisexual, but is a practicing lesbian. I actually kind of would love to be a lesbian, but that would yeah. be a lie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we but I say I have all the time. Yeah. I mean, I don't think I'm I feel like I've heard that suppressing. Before. I mean, like I, I do feel like men have given me some level of trauma, but I also feel like mm-hmm. I really enjoy dating women. I feel very much at home in a relationship with a woman, yeah. but people are hot and yeah. I absolutely I'm attracted to just like people yeah. who are hot period. And so exactly. and that's why sexuality is, is like or, a better, it isn't, it is. Yeah. That's why sexuality like, is what a the better word is. Yeah. Queer, yeah. Whatever, I you mean, know? whatever makes you feel good, whatever word. Yeah, exactly. Speaking of myself, I'm going to be saying that a lot today because <laughs> it's fun. Can you consider yourself a bisexual if you've never had sex with someone of the same gender? Slash, are girls still bi if they only hook up with girls for fun, but would never date or marry one? So speaking of myself with the first question, um, can I consider myself bisexual if I've never had sex with someone of the same gender? Yes, because I haven't, because I'm scared. <laughs> right. Just like the same way that you could be straight and never had sex with anyone. Like that doesn't define yeah, your sexuality. Exactly. Your sexuality yep. is based on you, not other people. Sexuality, yeah, is not determined on like if you've had sex at all, period. I could mm-hmm. be bisexual and I've not had sex with anyone. And it took me a while to come to terms with this. So I understand why this is a question because even when like Cheyenne and I would first start talking about it, um, because as you all probably know, Cheyenne's one of the people that helped me figure out my sexuality in just like talking to me and explaining things to me because I was wasn't sheltered but I didn't know that much so (laughs) like when we would have these kind of conversations I was like but I've never like hooked up with a girl and Cheyenne was like do you want to and I was like yeah and she was like okay (laughs) like there's your answer and it's I feel like it's a really common question too that people ask just because and I it's a question as a bisexual I've gotten asked so many times mainly by men how many girls have you hooked up fetishizing and then when I say that's none of your business or none they go well do you even know like (laughs) yes I know which is bullshit because yeah like yeah so the second part of this question are girls still buy if they only hook up with girls for fun but would never date or marry one I can't really I still buy just because I would maybe hook up with a guy for fun but I would never date or marry one Right. Exactly. Yeah. I think like, I I definitely can see like the logic going into that, but like, yeah, they're still by, even if they don't want to, it is usually because of like the comp head and internalized phobia, internalized biophobia, like 
like the internalized yeah, shit. That's exactly. probably why they don't want to date or marry a woman if they think like you know only a man can give them X, Y, and Z or whatever. Yeah, like yeah. there is something else going on, but they are still by like it's basically yeah, a question by. of like are girls still by if they are under the influence of compulsory heteronormativity and it's like <laughs> yeah. unfortunately that mm-hmm. gets yeah. people they are still by they're just unfortunately still under the spell mm-hmm. maybe yeah like i you know never say never a girl you know yeah yeah exactly right. like if you're only hooking up with girls for fun like it that can mm-hmm. be fetishizing i mean i don't know if that counts for everybody but i would just be careful in that territory like do you like mm-hmm. women or not Right. Yeah. Well, I was just going to say another question we got was how do I tell the difference between being bi with internalized biphobia or gay with compulsive Mm -hmm. heterosexuality? Both feel like they could be true to me. So can you like break those down a little bit for me? So what I am interpreting from this question is this person isn't sure if that if they're bi and they're like, oh, I'm just like having these these internalized biphobic thoughts. And that's why I'm thinking I might be gay or am I gay? But the comp het is getting me so that I'm like, maybe I'm bi. Like, how do you know which one you are when it could be either of those things? How do you determine that? Um, like I did think I was bi for a long time and then I eventually did realize it was the compact getting me. So I like realized with the compact, like, yeah, I could have stayed with my ex-boyfriend. I could have dated a man and that would have been fine, I guess, but it wasn't like Mm -hmm. really what I truly wanted or like what made me happy. And like, I realized that 99.9999% of men probably no men could not like give me what I want and what I'm looking for in a partner and like sure like could I have just settled yeah probably but like is that what really would have made me happy no and that's how I like kind of determined whether I was just having the internalized biphobia and was bi or if I was actually experiencing the compad and was gay Mm -hmm. That's fair because I've thought about like, am I gay, especially because of how much I do just identify with like the sapphic space overall. But Mm -hmm. while I was definitely a uh, victim of compet, it is also an individual thing for me. Like when I get Mm -hmm. down to just the people and the experiences I've had, there are relationships that I got into because of compet i.e. the mistake there are other relationships i have with people whether they actually became my boyfriend or not that were so deep of a connection that it that wasn't compact like i you yeah. can't blame it on this one guy that i'm like still like oh i like hear his name and i still like gush and even like the other day he like sent me a snapchat and i went to my girlfriend i was like <gasps> look like i yeah. still and i that kind of feeling is so individual person for me which is why I feel like queer or like pansexual is probably more like where I need to be as far as like my mentality. Mm-hmm. But that's where I knew it wasn't just compet. While that might have been in some instances, it's not like that's where I was able to determine it, I guess. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And for me, I like don't really like I can't see myself ever like feeling that way over a guy and like even in the past when I had crushes it was more like (laughs) choosing like I was picking and choosing and it was changing every three days because it wasn't like yeah sincere yeah I mean I just kind of said like pansexual whatever and I think 
Um, there's actually a couple people had asked what's the difference between bisexuality and pansexuality, yeah. which mm-hmm. I do think we need to explain before we get to some of the other questions on this topic. Do, do you want to kind of go through what you think the differences are? Yeah, uh, I mean, Gina, you kind of said that like you identify as pan because it's like general, but why do, why do you identify as bi, Seb? Like why is pan, what's the distinction for you? Like, um, for me, how I've always learned it is like when people say that they're pansexual, they're like, I like the person, not the gender. And I've just, mm-hmm. it's not that I haven't under, I don't want to say I never understood that, but it never like clicked in a way that it made sense to me or like- It's okay if that, that I related to it. how you yeah. identify. So I didn't, I never related to it and it never resonated for me. So I just said, you know, like mm-hmm. I decided- And it is something that I've thought about over the years, especially as I like, I don't want to say I realized, but as I was like, oh yeah, I'm open to dating, you know, non-binary people. I'm open to dating. The next question was, does being open to dating trans slash non-binary people make me not bi? Like I'm open to that and I still identify as bisexual. Yeah. It's just how I, you know, like to me, especially trans people. Yeah. I think it's it's like pretty trans trans girl is a girl. Yeah. Yeah, Like trans girl is a girl, trans boy is a boy, but the whole non-binary yeah. thing I could see how people would change that because bisexuality if we're getting down to like the root of the world bi too so girl right. boy yeah I've seen other people define but it as like it, my gender and other genders or like yeah you know, like gender that's like kind of how I am yeah my yeah. gender and other genders but that's like how I've heard it in the past is people saying like if you date non-binary people you're pansexual and I'm like I don't really agree with that as a bisexual person who would date non-binary people but yeah some people just define it that way based mm-hmm. on what they I think it's heard, important so. to remember we've come a long way with gender and so exactly society was way more binary than we think of it now which is why I Even, think yeah. bi and pan are way more similar than they mm-hmm. ever were before. Yeah. Somebody had asked, like, I wish people understood what bisexuality was and didn't erase it with pansexuality. And I challenge this person to, like, why? Because I don't think Sev or I would be necessarily, like, felt, I don't think either of us would feel erased if either of us was b- described as pansexual or bisexual, even though we kind of both maybe have a preference between those words, which yeah. I don't even know that I do. I think it's yeah. more accurate. So like, if you're like, I think if you're like, those two words are so different. Is that like transphobic? Because yes, I think that there are colloquial differences and that's why Sev, you kind of lean towards one and I lean towards maybe the other, but mm-hmm. to like put them in totally different boxes, I think negates trans and non-binary people and doesn't give credit mm-hmm. to bisexuals who like Sev just said like that's a part of who we date is yeah. that, like we we date people who are gender or who are not it's I think you could define being a lesbian being a bisexual being pansexual in a bunch of different ways per the person and so there's evolutions of these words but there's a lot of overlap and that needs to be understood yeah yes yeah and Gina I like what you said about like the gender binary just having changed especially in like the past couple years and it's like especially as me someone who's been figuring out my sexuality in the past I mean I I feel like the word non-binary to describe someone's gender was not as widely used 
eight years ago, maybe even five yeah. years ago, you know, when I even so, entered the workplace, that was not a thing. And now you yeah. can disclose that on all your HR forms. It's it, it, just a couple yeah. years. When I was I, in high school, I don't think anyone at my school identified as non-binary, at least in my grade, not openly. my little sister. Yeah. Not openly. Or maybe they didn't even know what it was or what they were feeling. But my little sister who is six years younger than me, has like her whole friend group is like they them like she that. tells me she has a crush on someone I'm like he she or they like what <laughs> what are we what's going what, on what pronouns, now? Like, what pronouns yeah. are we talking about I even see so, some of my younger cousins liking content on Instagram that I absolutely did not have access to at oh, their at their age so it's percent. like it's been an exponential growth and visibility but that absolutely needs to continue yeah, like but I like that more and more normalized. Yeah. And I think um like you said, the similarities are very like I wouldn't mind if someone called me pansexual just because I identify as bisexual. The difference, I, yeah. I think with me, it's just the way that it's described and how I've learned it my whole life is like when I learned of um Emily on Pretty Little Liars and how she said, I like the people, not the body, or whatever. I was like, I get that you like both girls and boys or like anyone, but also what does that mean? The yeah, you like the person the and body. the body. Like you like, I like both. Like, yeah. <laughs> so it just, you know, like I said, pansexuality for me just didn't make sense to how I wanted to identify myself. Doesn't mean I like hate the term and think that people are erasing bisexual people, but yeah, personally as a non-bisexual, non-pansexual, I don't really um get the difference like I don't see the distinction so whatever someone wants to call yeah. themselves I'm kind of cool with like to me they both seem to mean kind of the same thing like they're I very not... similar yeah and I've if, seen people yeah. reduce bisexuality to be like oh it's like supporting the gender binary but if you use the definition of my gender and other genders like I also like people that are beyond this binary um, yeah yeah it's like kind of a hopefully exactly. short-term thing yeah. My TikTok name is still Bisexual Gina, and I would really like it to just be my name, but it's, I change it to Pansexual Gina. <laughs> no, I don't like that. I would like it to just be Gina Finio, like my Instagram. I would, I'm going to hope by this episode I can get into my old one and change the name so I can reclaim it because yeah. I don't really feel like Bisexual Gina. It's like something that um, was like a part of Ross's podcast, which like is ending, and mm -hmm. I just don't feel like it's like she doesn't not going to define me anymore. anymore. Yeah. Yeah. So and I'm, that's I'm change that. The beauty. This comes out. Yeah. Uh, hey, everybody. Quick note. This is Gina from the future. And guess what? I did do a rebrand. So you can now follow all my new socials at the Libra including my website, thelibragina.com. Okay. Back to the show. That's the beauty of this all. And that's the one thing I love about like having our three voices on this too, is that we've all been through like different seasons of our sexuality like Gina was once bisexual Gina now she's pansexual Gina like I'm not also, either of those no but you know what I mean like we've no, all, I know I for feel sure like, and like Cheyenne used to identify as bisexual but she's a lesbian so I think we all have these perspectives where we like have been learning and growing and it's just nice for us all to yeah come together and have that Aww. okay so somebody said why are so many lesbians deeply biphobic slash do lesbians still not want to date us are they still biphobic which we've even mentioned this many a times mm -hmm. of this unfortunate stereotype that we don't 
condone. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Why? I've heard this on both sides of the spectrum. Like people will be like, why do bisexual people not like lesbians? And it's like, I don't know why y'all are beefing. I've never I'm met cool a bisexual over that hated lesbians. Yeah, like, I, I do see here. a lot of discourse online about um, lesbians and biphobia and then bisexuals and lesbophobia where lesbians mm. have like certain like they like feel I guess slighted in some way by certain things yeah. that bisexuals do I've or heard say. yeah I hate the like community infighting honestly like I feel like a lot of it boils down to the people who were, have really been like hurt um being personally slighted. vocal yes like being very vocal so then it looks like it's like the entire community and then also just like yeah like just the way the same way like homophobia lesbophobia is like ingrained into all of us so is like the biphobia like we're all like fighting Mm -hmm. with these like we all have internalized internalized things fucked up things that we've been taught in society that you know Mm -hmm. you have to like work to combat and like I think I don't know I don't know if I have an answer for this I think lesbians do want to date bisexuals I've mostly dated bisexuals or queer people I have not dated very many other lesbians but yes I have encountered a lot of biphobic lesbians but then I've also encountered some bisexuals who have said things like oh I would never marry a woman like that's technically kind Mm. of like it's a personal choice but it's also like it's internalized Mm -hmm. homophobia so it's like whatever you look at it it depends like the people you're encountering how you respond to that how they're responding Mm. I don't know I think it's all just like projection honestly like it's all like yeah projecting your few experiences on an entire like community exactly but also like it's not fair that those people hurt you and made you feel that way either yeah like it's just like so fucking nuanced like I don't yeah. even know mm-hmm. like I, I don't know that. if there's a way to solve this I just wish like more people focused on the real enemy which is the cis straight yeah. people I think um, people- and we could figure that <laughs> out later on enemy. like yeah and I think just like later <laughs> understanding your inherent biases and knowing that like as a human being no matter who you are how you identify in any capacity there's going to be some type of bias or some type of internalized thing that is going to be a part of you as a human being in our society understanding that and being able to like dig into that yourself and work through it is all any of us can do at this point yeah (laughs) Yeah. well another question similar to this that we got Mm -hmm. was am I the only lesbian afraid of bi women it's never a I don't like them it's I'm scared and this like made me think of like someone with like an actual phobia or like someone going through like a haunted house and like someone being like let's you haul like jumping out of like they're like like, I don't know what this means (laughs) I did think this question was very like goofy and funny Yeah, I took it very lighthearted. I, I kind of pictured actually like the bisexual women in their head being these like really like dom femme fatale like people who are gonna be like raw have sex with me and I fuck everybody because I'm bi and hot and everybody loves me. Like I'm picturing in like this lesbian is seeing this like superhero troop of bi women just like coming after her. <laughs> I'm like li- like I don't know what what are you afraid of? Like, I could understand if it's like, if you're a woman, like most of us are socialized to be somewhat wary of men because a lot of them like are not safe to be around. Like straight, like I know what, like if a strange man approaches me on the street, I'm like, 
interacting as long as possible getting the fuck out of there but like like that i understand but like what are the what are the bisexuals doing to you like i I, not that they're perfect but like i think on like a grand scale like they're not i don't know what the fear is here i wish we got the only thing i can think of are like the typical stereotypes that as bi people we've been like given and it's like I'm scared that they're going to leave me for a man, which men are always like, I'm scared that she's going to cheat on me with a woman, you know, like mm-hmm. that kind of thing. I'm scared that they're going to cheat on me. Yeah. It's just like the insecurity it's, of not uh, being enough. Yeah. For it's someone. like, yeah, yeah. And it's like, just because I'm, I like will fuck everyone doesn't mean I'm going to. That's more on like my loyalty than my sexuality or, right. you know. Mm-hmm. Well, in any case, let's take a little break and then we can get into more questions. Okay, we are back talking about bisexuality. And I really like this next question, mostly because it was sent in by somebody I have a gigantic crush on. So they said, the question is, I was out drinking with coworkers and they said, would you rather have your partner cheat on you with someone of the same sex or opposite sex? And everybody legit said same sex, like they would prefer their partner cheated within gay sex and I had to think for a while because the answer made no sense I said it made no difference because I'm bi so it's all the same and I want to know if other bisexuals feel the same way like do most see gender as the same sexually kind of fucked up (laughs) to me I yeah like that's fucked up of all the coworkers, but I feel like that just goes into like compet that's something I've heard before especially with dudes that are like I'd rather my girlfriend fucked a girl than another guy because like right. girls are less they're not gonna do anything they're less of a threat and it's like nah baby she probably came like six times <laughs> right? I also I know I'm not the bisexual in question that was being asked but from a That's non-bisexual okay. perspective I think it's like I like I said before like the insecurity thing like if they cheat with someone with the same sex it's like okay it was just like this other person and if it's a different like sex or different gender it could like I think the mentality is like oh they have something that I can't give this person something I could never be and like it it's kind of like a yeah like a self-hatred or almost like internalized like Mm-hmm. insecure it's just like an insecurity thing of like okay maybe like there's something of this other person that I could like attain or like be similar to but I could never be that and they're like missing something from me but like if you really think like logically if they're cheating with someone regardless of gender or sex or anything like either way they feel like cognitively it's like almost like a protection thing where people are like it like is less painful to the psyche almost if it definitely doesn't make sense to me. Yeah. I think another part of this too is like, it's not the person who they cheated with's fault. So why is this all being put on who they cheated with? Whereas like the problem mm-hmm. would be that with you're with a partner who didn't respect your boundaries and mm-hmm. in some instances exactly. lied to you or broke trust. And it's like, why is it, why is that trust that's broken different or worse depending on who they cheated like they that's Mm -hmm. it's not any different 
Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. they're cheating on you, dude. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It just, it, it doesn't matter like the gender, like there, there's something that's going on that made them pursue someone else. And like, yep. it comes down to that person, not they, who they chose to cheat with. But like, I feel like it's so easy to like project those insecurities on that other person and look at like what they have that you don't have or like, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? To, to like kind of like almost like protect yourself from facing the reality that your partner chose to hurt you. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. That's just me like going on a tangent about like trying to like. No, I totally agree though. Analyze the the insecurities that people have about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I totally agree. And um, I feel like let's stop talking about bisexuals and cheating. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like anyone and everyone can cheat Mm -hmm. with anyone whenever. Right. And you can think of like the straight people that the quote unquote straight people that cheat with the same gender or like the Mm -hmm. lesbians who cheat with men or gay men who cheat with like it's all across the board. Like either at the end of the day, it's cheating. Like, yeah, you just got to think of the people who are are just cheating in general. Like cheating has no boundaries. Yeah. So Bring it, bringing it back to the questions. How do I connect with my sapphic identity more while in a monogamous straight relationship? Any ideas for what you can do to connect to that identity when you're Besides listening with a man's to- podcast? Yeah, like listening to us, but also just like being involved in the community. And mm-hmm. we have Consuming that whole episode. Gay media. Yeah. We have that whole episode on like queer communities and stuff, like understanding your queer community and being a part of it and consuming that type of media. And mm-hmm. yeah, that kind of stuff. I think support the gays, make room for like people in the trans community as well. Like use the privilege that you have. Be the first one to introduce your pronouns when you meet new people. Be the one to say, uh, you know, your partner instead of your boyfriend or girlfriend. And, you know, I think like lead by example. And even though you're not in a relationship that's being perceived as queer, that doesn't mean that you're not a part of the community. And so you should be supporting it the same way you Mm -hmm. would if you were in a homo, you know, appearing relationship. And so, yeah, it's all the things that Sev just listed and however else you can support and make room at the table for others in the community is how you can continue to connect to that identity. Oh, yeah. And that goes along with um, this other question we got, which was, how do you deal with the duality of privilege, straight passing privilege and invisibility, not feeling queer enough? That was that goes with that perfectly. Yeah. Yeah. I think another big thing is being open about your queer slash bisexual Mm, slash pansexual identity. Obviously, Mm -hmm. like if it's not safe or you really don't want to, like you're not obligated to. But I think the more people who are open about it, even if they are in a straight passing relationship, the more it normalizes it. You can have those conversations with friends and family about how you are so queer, even though you're married to a man. Like like we said before, like we have another question. Can a 12-year-old know if they're bi? Can I know if I'm bi if I'm married to a man, but I've never had sex with a woman and I don't intend on being non-monogamous ever? Yes, you can know that you're still attracted to women but you are attracted to this person that you're in a relationship with and want to stay monogamous to them so like you can have those kinds of conversations with people and you know be open about your experience and that helps to like normalize it and I think that's a good way to like still have that experience and like be part of the community and just like yeah it's like a type of advocacy work of like normalizing it because I know so many like bisexual or queer people who are in relationships with the 
quote unquote opposite gender and mm-hmm. like aren't open about it because they're like, well, I don't want to have to like have that, those conversations with people. And, and yeah, it leads it's like to hard. erasure when mm-hmm. that happens exactly. because then people can't see you. And that's what we have mm-hmm. bisexual visibility days and these things, because if you're not saying it, we're not seeing you. And so I love mm-hmm. how you said that, like you have to speak up because otherwise you're helping to continue the erasure, which obviously like not purposefully, but that because that's how society has ingrained mm-hmm. it. And so you have to be vocal and I mean, again, if it's safe for you and you're comfortable, mm-hmm. yeah, that's another great way to lead by example and be connected. Yes. Yeah. I agree. Uh, yeah, exactly. So I know you kind of said this one a little bit earlier, but I like that we got two questions that kind of had two very different age ranges in them. So I kind of want to talk about both of them together. Um, the one, like you said, can a 12 year old know if they're bi and then someone else, how have I only just realized I'm bi at 33? And I think- that is like, you can be young and know what your sexuality is. It could take you a while. I mean, can you be 12 and know? Of course, because mm-hmm. it, you yeah. can be 12 and straight. I mean, we've said that, but also if you know, you know. And I think yeah. if you didn't know until you're 33, of course, yeah, all the signs are obvious now, but society has put us in a place where heteronormativity is probably going to make you unaware of those signs. And that's Mm -hmm. great that now, like you've got that lift and you can see through it now, but you know, it's definitely okay to have a 2020 hindsight vision. Um, even if it took you a bit to get there and if -hmm. you're young and you know that you're bi, I honestly just envy you because yeah. And I think, yeah, I think contextually and you saying the tools like in this moment someone who is 12 is much more equipped and is a much more understanding and open society than someone who is 33 had that's a great point 20 13 years ago when this 33 year old was like 20 Mm -hmm. society was completely different compared to you know when they were 12 21 Mm -hmm. years ago so this 12 year old now in 2022 compared to a 12 year old that 12 year old might be reading the same content as this 33 year old right now today exactly like right now there's so so much more more available to resources yeah Yeah. so it's making sense and I feel like that's what this whole big surge of Mm -hmm. queerness is coming from is because like once we open those floodgates and started talking about it like people are just realizing it more because they're understanding and they're they're realizing that there's just like way more perspectives than yeah even just mm-hmm. the ones like when I was a kid when I was 12 I knew what gay straight bi was but I didn't have all these voices speaking about it I didn't understand it that well yada 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 yeah. compared to now you know with the use of social media people can find anyone who they relate to and be like yeah. oh yeah yeah there it is in a great way I was just thinking yeah, about the how when way. I was in high school, I like remember seeing like, it was like when Netflix had transitioned from sending out the DVDs to like being a streaming oh my platform. And I, I remember, remember seeing the L word on it and I wanted to watch it so bad, but it was like, you didn't have the separate profiles. It was on the family account. They would have seen me watch it, but I was like, Ugh. where else can I like get lesbian media? Like, I'm like, how can I like consume this content like I want to learn more about it yeah but even on tumblr like I wasn't I didn't see very much gay shit (laughs) until I started no that's yeah I yeah yeah that's what I I think that like 
even with like the way that social media was structured back then it was like you weren't getting that type mm-hmm. of stuff until you found that type of stuff yeah you the algorithm under- did not know you yeah. better than you the algorithm was not like it is yeah. today you but seek I it think out. that just like knowing that people I don't know it gives me so much hope for the future that so many people have all yeah. these resources yeah so do you want to get into the last question then uh, yeah let's I do think it it's time so the last question and I think this is a good one for me to ask because <laughs> what advice would you give your baby gays about bi dating and me calling my you know Gina's favorite word baby gay but like <laughs> as you know what they mean as someone who has yes. not actively dated by in this case by dating however you would define that what advice would you give people obviously I'm someone who is like actively dating both men and women but what advice are we giving my advice for you specifically that I think other <laughs> bisexuals would benefit from want to hear is it. like actually two words be forward because you have to make shit happen <laughs> doesn't you don't have to be aggressive and like like go after that person or anything like in a in a problematic way but mm-hmm. i think like show your interest in an obvious way and let them respond and if they seem into it continue yeah i think a lot of it gets into like expecting other people to like girls mm-hmm. heteronormatively get hit on Mm-hmm. And so if you just like do it, shoot your shot, ask them on a date, see what they say. If they say no, cool, move on. Like do it's, it. Yeah. I feel like my advice, it actually um was kind of inspired by this. Uh, I mean, it's kind of almost honestly the same thing that you said, but I was just watching this TikTok and someone was talking about how when they talk to people who don't have experience with women, usually bisexuals who don't have experience with women um the bisexual people will speak about it like they have no idea what to do and it's because of like the socialization I guess of it and like Mm. um they were talking about how like even as lesbians like we had to start from somewhere too we were socialized in the exact same way to expect the other person to be the initiator and you know to like have to like step out of our comfort zones it just it doesn't just come innately to us because we're lesbians and that's why like you hear like the useless lesbian trope like some lesbians don't (laughs) want to be that person any like in any context um so yeah I think the biggest thing is like stepping out of that comfort zone and kind of like unlearning those things and just fucking taking the risk like think about how many men like will just like dm you and no response and they'll just continually continuously have a conversation with you and like continue to ask you out and you're not even you're not even opening it and they're just like yeah shooting their shot they don't give a fuck and it's like just be just do that but like be respectful and like do that but like less yeah yeah do do, do (laughs) Do that in the way of don't be afraid of like take their energy of not being afraid of rejection and do that for yourself because if they if you do get rejected chances are like either one it shouldn't have worked out anyway or two Mm -hmm. they probably weren't actually rejecting you they're just also scared and Mm -hmm. like there's so many reasons like don't take it personally I guess is what I'm trying to say but fear of rejection like just let that go and if you like somebody let them know right and if they reject you just be like hey like I still think you're cool and I'd love to hang out as friends and like try and pursue a friendship like 
there's like so many ways to like get out of that without making it like an awkward, like, oh, now I have to like avoid this person thing. Like you can just like make it like you, like if it didn't work out for that reason, like maybe you can be friends. Like maybe you were destined to be besties. Like you never know until you shoot your shot. And then if it doesn't work, like maybe you do have a new friend. Maybe you have someone to go get brunch with. Like, I don't know. You have to unlearn the shame surrounding rejection. And the only way to do that is to get rejected a few times. Rejected and like, a fucking this, lot. Yeah, I've been rejected a lot, but it's like, I'm kind of desensitized. It kind of sucks. It depends on the situation, but like in the, in the end, like I've gotten resilience from it because I like have been rejected and I've survived and I've moved on and it's fine. I like survived. I'm fine. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. All right. Cool. So I think with that, that's a time to wrap up the episode. So oh, yeah. if you want to get in touch with us you can find us on any social media platform at sapphic survival guide except for twitter is at sapphic survival you can subscribe to our patreon at patreon.com backslash sapphic survival guide you can get the link to our discord group and get in our little chat room um, if you subscribe to the patreon and you can find me cheyenne at hot Mestian, on pretty much any social media platform out there yeah. So like I said before, new socials here. So you can find me anywhere on social media at the Libra Gina, including my website, the And you can still listen to, um, hello, wherever you listen to podcasts for Jersey shore recaps. You can find me Sev on pretty much any social media under at lucky Sev with two eyes. Class is now dismissed. <laughs> <laughs>